How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going good. How are you, That's Jake? Nice. I'm doing pretty well. So what do you what do you and I want to talk about tonight? I think that ideally I talk about how we should have more people on the podcast. We should do that. I want to see other um, people. <laughs> let me let me summon somebody in with the Discord call with a quick Whoa! <laughs> the magic of editing, everybody. Okay, cold call. Hi. I'm Justin. I'm apparently another person here. Magic. Oh, you've been here before. You're yeah, yeah. third time. Sounds right. Mm-hmm. We taught Frostpunk it, and uh, Monster Hunter Rise. Rise. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it does feel like the first time. That's the important thing. Well, we just we ration people out. We're like, you can't come back on for another six months. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. hey, this is fresh and nice. <laughs> I forgot what a horrible experience I had last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll show up in it. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. Yeah. So um, how, how are you guys doing tonight? It's I hot. <laughs> yeah. I I just stick to my chair now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I've turned on the AC. It's a good temperature. But once I move, it's gonna it's gonna peel my leg off the chair. Like, it just happens yeah. now. Our uh, my game room is uh, we're still waiting on window replacements, and it just does not stay cool up here. South facing roof and everything. It's basically yeah. it's not a brand at all. <laughs> the other one's a brand. Yeah, I went out to grab a subway because I'm basic. Um, for for dinner, Jake, and... I will mail you some food, so you don't have to do that. <laughs> I mean, I kind of, I just, I just, I, I like the little um, banana peppers, and I mean, you, I realize you can you... get banana peppers on other things, right? You can also well, just buy them at a store. Pepper. That's true. That is true. But then I just eat them, and then they have more of a gastrointestinal effect long term. Problem? <laughs> you should just grab some. Of them. like when you make a sandwich, just like put a couple on. Yeah, they they do actually kind of have. Um, a bit of a kick to the gastroesophageal reflex disease or GERD. If uh, you want to say it in the acceptable and terrible sounding way. <laughs> uh, I, I just tell people my stuff's fucked up mm-hmm. and I kind of gesture around the middle of my body. It's my, my tummy hurts. <laughs> tum, tum, <laughs> tum, tum problems. <laughs> Every time I eat hot, I'm like, no, ouchie. <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is a funeral <laughs> like we're gonna need to be more respectful <laughs> yeah. i don't know what spicy is anymore so just, are, just like not. are you too far gone from it or are you just you've burned it, yourself out on spice no it's it's hard for me to find a place that actually gives me something spicy mm. and it's a uh it's a fleeting moment when i do actually start tasting spice again even with the uh, the time between spicy meals that we had the last two years, I, we tried ordering something spicy. And basically, for it to be spicy for me, uh, I have to be in person and effectively sign a waiver. Gotcha. They They're just like, yeah, we sure you want spice. Gaijin. Yes. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, Because people like go to it and you're like, oh, I want spicy. And they'll look at them and you're like, I want white person spicy. That uh-huh. is a fucking craze because... It's not like a huge part of our diet, so you, you <laughs> mm. got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. But yeah, Justin that, is actually practiced. Yeah, the uh, 
since we moved out of Westchester, the uh, the star of India there, when we went there like once a month, the uh, the waitress knew us when we walked in and she knew that I could actually handle it. So she legitimately one time asked us American spicy or Indian spicy. Right. And I was like, yeah, give me a 10 on the Indian scale. And they did. And I finished it in front of her. So she was like, yeah, fine. So I don't have to deal with that you unlocked anymore. It. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't give you a little more space while you're eating, but I mean, maybe that's just how they do. <laughs> yeah. She was just standing next to you, like with a fire hydrant pointed at your head. Not they had to fill hydrant. my water a fire up a lot. For sure. A fire hydrant isn't usually portable. Uh, just a, a five gallon jug of water. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining now it's like as a precautionary measure, they're just, they have a slow pour over you <laughs> as you're eating the food. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat that in the summer. Yeah. 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 That just sounds oppressive, <laughs> but to be fair, it would cleanse all of my pores at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about the, uh, the nobles? I mean, they're, they're already cleansed because they can they can pay for atonement. Right, yeah. <laughs> the bathhouse, you know. You, you thought I didn't have something ready for that. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the air quality. The end of my story is the air quality index is kind of crappy out there right now. My computer, since uh, Windows updated, like tells me that in just the bottom right. I don't remember ever opting into this. It just does that now. It's I turned that off immediately. It's, it's 21H2, H1. And their new naming scheme is awful. Yeah. Yeah, clicking is definitely a mistake, but apparently I have like a flash flood watch warning. It's like 90 degrees. So I get those for you guys all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Because my Alexa thinks I never updated my location. So it's like, hey, at this location, there's a flash flood warning. I'm like, should I tell them? They probably already know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're just like a, a, a sentry for a different location entirely. Like smoke signal for for uh, <laughs> I almost said where I live. That would have been a mistake. See, I explicitly yeah. didn't mention where you live in my story. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want the full address, Oxenberg. Email us. <laughs> Do you want to dox yourself? <laughs> no, <laughs> I would like to pass. <laughs> um, that would be just our luck. Like small audience listens to the podcast. They're all psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> just one super fan. They're like. I can't believe nobody else listens to this. They're my favorite. I know where they live. I want to meet them. Right. Hang out. If you could prove it, be a better uh, lie detector. Hmm. Implement a minority report based on. Yeah. <laughs> you like this podcast. Minority report was good. I enjoyed that. I like the concept of it a lot. I think I liked it when I watched it, but if I went back, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'd feel the same. It's early 2000s, like CG. So I think. It, oh, yeah. That probably didn't age too well. I remember being really freaked out and spooked by the whole uh, the eyes bathtub thing. Yeah, I was thinking about the eyes. Yeah. But now I'm like, eh, that's not that's nothing. Uh huh. Because he has his his old eyes or whatever. Or he, he gets uh, eye surgery so he can fool the scanner. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like stumbling around blind tokyo city like a new playground we were all oh, right we didn't talk about lemon demon before we started <laughs> no <laughs> yeah that's that's, that's officially right. off off air yeah no it was enjoyable though and suddenly I like that the screen from his the, cave. the main thing i was going for was just like i saw it and i was like man i could see in the future people would 
navigate screens with their hands in a non-mouse for- fashion, but Microsoft tries to push that with the HoloLens stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't ever want to. I've seen my fingers. I've seen my fingers imprints on other things, and I don't want to touch my screens. <laughs> yeah. Well, theirs was holographic, so it was like in the air, and you just had like gloves on to interact with it. You could like, it's literally the CSI sort of like flip it to the side, enhance it, use gestures in the open space in front of you to manipulate the screen. Basically, I'm pretty sure someone's implemented that in VR. Yeah, it has to like 100. Um, percent But the difference was you didn't have to wear a headset for it; it was just projected in front of you, I guess. I mean, I still like the idea of that with augmented reality, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It seems like a lot of complication for not much benefit at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's apparently really big in certain industries. Um, I know places like SolidWorks, because we, we do some engineering stuff, um, they have like the Microsoft HoloLens setups with that stuff so they can walk around the 3D models and stuff like that. That they're working right. on so it hasn't really no one's found a good use case for consumer level but it is used in large conglomerate uh industrial spaces from what i've heard i could see that i'll have to get into that at some point mm-hmm. i haven't done any conglomerating in a bit <laughs> <laughs> And just like that, we've earned the explicit rating for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, I think VR is probably good enough for me right now. I already do that infrequently enough that like taking some of those aspects further into real life. I don't know if I'm ready for it. My my wife has been playing uh, VR a lot in the mornings as like her morning exercise because it's again been way too hot to go outside. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I haven't touched it in a while. I I fell off the horse because of a uh, my stomach got upset one time and Tum-tum then I just hurts. never put it back on and instead I just get angry at it when we lose power if my lighthouses don't uh, go to standby mode and make a whining sound until I turn VR on and then immediately turn it <laughs> off again. I don't know what they sound like, but I assume it's an actual whine, like a human yeah. whine. <laughs> 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 It's the Minecraft villager noise is just tuned down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm still perfect. doing things the old fashioned way. I I walked outside. And it's not it's not comfortable. That's how they kill you. And I couldn't get my music to play, so Oof. alone with your thoughts? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you guys can't see it on the camera, but I'm there going was for definitely a thousand, yard <laughs> thousand yard stare, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please god no <laughs> um so i will say i've heard you guys are playing uh borderlands yeah recently uh how is that because i played it a long time ago and i'm curious how it's aged so we picked up uh borderlands 3 when it was most recently on sale on steam mm-hmm. um i've been enjoying it it definitely f- i i i think I had the most experience out of the two of us playing it. I played one a lot when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I never beat, and I played some amount of the pre-sequel. Hmm. That's a little surprising. I think two is my favorite in the series. I've heard good things about two. Yeah. I only played like an hour or so of one, 
I really missed the whole Borderlands train, mm-hmm. but I have been enjoying Borderlands 3. Um, but as I've said to Justin, my biggest issue is, hey, there's a billion things going on in the screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so many projectile particle effects going on, but the enemies look exactly like the background and your allies. And mm-hmm. it is hard as fuck for me to find stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I do remember some some issues with readability in Borderlands 3. They tried to make it like very exotic and very packed, and it's a little more difficult. The game's always been sort of hectic, but yeah, you really th- have to keep that. Typically later in the game, I think the biggest problem is, like you said, they they, they definitely made a lot more environment or variants in the environment. Mm-hmm. And then whereas like the first game was pretty much just yeah. a desert planet yeah pretty um, much. so it's easier to get a read on people whereas there's a uh there's like a forest jungle area uh neon light city this mm-hmm. like they definitely went out in the environments but yeah it's and there the weird part is that there is some enemy highlighting but mm-hmm. only like when you're in a vehicle and there's no accessibility options to add an enemy aura or anything like that that's pretty weird Maybe there's certain guns that possibly have it on there because I think that may have been a thing. Like when you were zoomed in, it yeah. had stuff in previous versions. But maybe I could do that and take a DPS hit because yeah, mm-hmm. I'm often looting stuff while Justin's out there killing. Right. Yeah, I'm playing the operative with a whole bunch of uh, on kill effects. It gives me buffs, so I'm just I'm zipping and I because of the readability thing, I've been primarily doing uh, like close quarters shotguns and right. spray mm-hmm. and pray. Um, it's a pretty satisfying way to play the game. I mean, like that, that is the height of borderlands. I think for me is like the character builds and how diverse yeah. some of the characters are across it. Again, going back to two, my favorite is definitely he was DLC, but Krieg, the uh, psychopath. Oh, okay. Uh, Cause his whole, whole motif was um, he gets powered up when he takes damage um including like when he goes down he's his dying state is you can like run around and like blow yourself up with a grenade it's like <laughs> it's insanity um one of his literal unlocks because he gets so many benefits to taking damage is your allies can now do friendly fire to you <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah it was really funny yeah we actually weren't even sure friendly fire was turned on uh a couple of times in this because we've we've definitely gotten some ridiculous weapons because that's what the game is yes, yeah. is based around um and we weren't sure if we were actually injuring each other or we were just coinciding our own self damage uh at the same time right mm-hmm. i gotta yeah. say i like my pistol that shoots rockets mm-hmm. shotguns rockets just everywhere yeah that's it becomes really fun though for like experimenting and playing around with stuff. Mm-hmm. Though I wish I picked a different class because I'm the hunter and I've used no hunter abilities. <laughs> yeah, um, like I have fun. a pet occasionally, um, but that's it. I'm there for the gunplay at this point. Yeah, but now I might start putting some points into pet tree, just okay. so the pet will automatically kill the things that I can't see. <laughs> yeah. There was a good, I have, I have less, I mean, I played through three, but I played through it like once and we played it like over the course of a week or something. So it was pretty quick. I don't remember Oof. that much about it. So I'm going to continue to relate things to two where there was Gage the Mecromancer, 
which is like a teenage girl with a mech like pet. Um, mm-hmm. That was it was great. It was a good time. Good pet class. I remember when I played too. like one of the biggest things was they seem to take your character's character development and move it to the next game. So the game mm-hmm. that you're actively playing yeah. You don't have as much of association with the character that you're actually playing. It's yeah. the characters that were previously established, which is a little weird. It is, yeah. For so for Borderlands 2, the NPCs were the protags from Borderlands 1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, they make a reappearance in 3. Exactly. Yeah. That's just like canon. Mhm. The other thing was like Handsome Jack He's like the best antagonist the series has ever had by like a freaking mile so much that like when we were talking, we were talking about uh, in a previous episode, the um, telltale games, Mm -hmm. like he's literally one of the protagonists like in the telltale game. And I think in three, can you play like a clone of him or something? It's like a decoy. Can't remember. Uh, The operative has a decoy, but it's not handsome Jack. It's your character. I'm going to look this up because I'm curious now. (laughs) Someone buy me time. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we're not, I think I would say we're probably about two thirds done from what little I know of the story progression. Um, So we haven't beaten it yet. We just have to find time because we're going through completely co-op, which is always fun. It was pretty sequel. I'm going to agree with you there just because it's one of those, like we need this many key pieces. We have this many out of this many key pieces. I'm like, all right, I'm going to make a fair guess. That's two out of three, 66% of the (laughs) way there. Right. So the one I was thinking of, I didn't actually play pre-sequel. I own it, but it's joined the pile of games that I will probably never play (laughs) that I own on Steam. But it was a DLC character. Jack the Doppelganger was an intern um, named Timothy Lawrence, who was turned into a body double for Handsome Jack in order to pay off his student loans. <laughs> <laughs> they, the the story trappings and like lore universe stuff is very uh, on the nose in a lot of ways, but also very crude in others. Oh, they, yeah. mm-hmm. In three, they've kind of like maintained that same. It feels like the writing is from a game from like 2010 era like yeah Mm -hmm. a lot of other games hat from that era have like evolved in their story things like god of war changing tone entirely borderlands is still borderlands Mm -hmm. i mean i i still like that part of it but it's definitely i'm glad we're doing it as a co-op because like i said i never jumped on the borderlands train Mm -hmm. so i don't know if i'd opt into that on my own at this point in time it's not a great single player game. You're missing out on all of those interactions and the chaos and yeah. yeah. And if I get a lot of Invader Zim vibes mm-hmm. for like the humor and the writing, which resonates with me a lot of times. But sometimes I'm like, eh, okay. Yeah. What's funny, and I I mean this is like a positive thing. It's reminiscent of like Fallout writing, early Fallout, like in particular, okay. where it's like tons of humor like on the top level absurdity right like a a layer of absurdity on all of this and then if you like dig a little bit into the backstory it's like an absolute tragedy like gage the necromancer her origin is she was shipped off to like pandora because um she made her silent science fair project as this robot and then it killed a kid and like a classmate for a science fair like um 
contest. And so her parents were just like, we are going to get you out of here (laughs) before (laughs) something terrible happens. Um, But take the robot with you, please. Um, Yes, exactly. (laughs) You got to have a pet. Yeah, I think I I was interested in playing again because of uh, Looter Shooter. Um, And I haven't played an FPS in a while. So, like, I've been trying to find a ARPG again, um, but haven't been able to find one that I landed on for very long. And with co-op with this uh, and then adding back the i haven't played an fps in a while i kind of hit two different notes that i was looking for i think it's it's working well for that oh yeah yeah there's something to be said for um games that are are focused paced for like a multiplayer experience instead of something like persistent online um like destiny I, I saw segue. the bullet point. I was like, when's it coming up? <laughs> so you said here, how far are we from playing Destiny 2 again? Mm-hmm. Are you also having that itch as far as like looter shooter or like group group PS? I just feel like it's it's sort of just on countdown. I don't know how long until it hits. Like I just I'm, don't think I can. It. Yeah. I lost a lot of goodwill with Bungie's implementation of systems mm-hmm. um they're good for like an initial hit but then it just requires too much status checking um to really get what i want out of a looter shooter now right. obviously they they always change systems constantly but it never seems like they land on something solid yeah hmm. I feel that's fair. I'm I'm curious, like what some of the systems they plan for the next expansion, um, which is like crafting, but I don't know what that lo- how that looks like the menagerie, um, and like they made a change recently where it's like primary weapons have infinite ammo, so it does like the you know Overwatch type thing, I guess, where you just don't have to worry about ammo on that weapon. Okay. Um, so so that's I, just heavy ammo is limited and special. Um, so you could have two primaries, but most loadouts, I think, are primary ammo, special ammo, and then the power bricks for your power ammo. Um, it's interesting. I don't know. I'm curious. Like, I do want to track it and see what it evolves to because I don't necessarily want to do the seasonal thing for Destiny. Yeah. But there also is like a big backlog of content. I haven't done anything for Beyond Light, <laughs> right? Um, and... Potentially, if a group of people got together for it, I might might hop in if it's um sort of a let's conquer this approach to it instead of a let's try our best to yeah. stay interested during the season that we're caught up to. I don't know. The group content stuff was definitely fun. Mm-hmm. Like I you did need like the social circle. Yeah. yeah, but it needs to be the right group of people because there were definitely some attempts with Riven where I was like. I'm going to stab somebody. <laughs> but Riven, it was still fun slogging through and then getting it eventually. Riven was our raid group killer, though. Uh, yep. I, I don't even remember the other raids we did because... <laughs> well, I guess Callus is a raid. Yeah. yeah, Leviathan. And did they backtrack on the vault stuff? Like, I'm not sure. Moving content? Because that was, that was the other thing. Like, yeah, you, you added the season content where you have to constantly grind this one thing to make progress. 
obviously they've iterated over that in times mm-hmm. since I played, but they also then removed content that means that there's less I could potentially go back for unless they open the vault for that content for a season or whatever their plan yeah. was. Yeah, it looks like February they released that they're not gonna, they're going to stop sunsetting content. Um, so maybe, but I don't know. It's tough, right? Like, how do you have an infinite power curve? Um, the power curve balance. always felt weird anyways. It was just a gate more than anything else. Like, mm-hmm. that was that was the problem. It's like, you could grind for power, but then you scaled down the majority of it. So infinite tread, treadmill mills really what it felt like. There wasn't, there wasn't a lull period where you weren't trying to grind power, so you never got, like, a satisfaction plateau. Right. Well, I think like eventually, like you mentioned the weapons, I think that that was the main frustrating part is like um, new season comes out. Okay, you do have cool weapons, but none of them do the special thing that you need for this season. Um, And it's impossible to kind of balance these two things where it's like I have a god roll and this is the only thing I will ever need. And I love this gun. It's like recluse in PvP or something like that. Um, And holy crap, we got to keep people interested in whatever we just threw out there. So it's a crappy situation. And well, then those just, just make numbers you give higher. give the new one a higher number, and yeah. then they're kind mm-hmm. of forced to. The, yeah. uh, the biggest reason why I bounced off it was I was doing two hours of inventory maintenance to play for an hour before my inventory filled up again. Oh, yeah, that is um, really obnoxious. But that's because they didn't, when we played, they didn't have a good collection system. You couldn't pull the parts from your guns apart and make the gun that you actually wanted from it in the future so you had to just keep them and then like if it's not a perfect god roll which one do you use like is it Mm -hmm. it really is a game that like was consistent like i i think about the uh the the image macro of the guy on the bike and he puts the stick between the spokes (laughs) yeah this do yeah yeah, the, know, the moment the gameplay was always great in it, The coming from how they did Halo's gunplay and stuff like that, but it was the trappings to experience that that maybe not wanted to go back. Yeah, that part fucking sucked. Um, eh. <laughs> like if there was something, like you said, remotely close to it, mm-hmm. I would like that. Because I feel like Destiny 2, everyone's like that. We have the the tinted glasses of that was some fun looter shooter stuff. Yeah. I had some fun side content, even though I hated PvP. Uh, they still had some really cool things that we enjoyed doing. It's just everything else around it fucking sucks. Yeah, user interface management. Like, man, this looks really pretty, and why is it nigh unusable? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be able to like slide and double jump. While I'm mm-hmm. waiting in a lobby for something to happen, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, to perhaps to answer the question, it might be a while before Destiny. <laughs> We're all back to, for Destiny. It, it's it's a critical mass thing, right? Like, I also joined your group late and didn't wasn't actually part of your raid group, so I didn't get that social part. So, I'm a were you bit. not? I could have. I, I got pulled in like once or twice, and we did like three man con- fire team content with me more Hmm. um than anything else but yeah i was i was catching up until 
the end and then like i wasn't online to do the raid stuff with you guys because it was right fills and stuff like that like our 14 raid group originally yeah right until it's just like hey how many people do we need in the fill spot aka that must be available we have to cancel raids (laughs) yeah that's the counterpoint for me is like since i just i'm like sitting there with 14 taking my money monthly um Wow, I almost said like uh, Arasaka comes by every month, takes the money out of my wallet. That's not the company that makes those. That's <laughs> a different thing entirely. Uh, Mr. Enix comes by, knocks on my door. I had my fifteen dollars. Yeah. Well, if I don't I'll... maintain a, uh, if I don't pay my tax, then uh, my house gets repoed. So you know, yeah. That's am I talking about real life or the video game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, recreation. <laughs> <laughs> We live in a dystopia. Yeah. I, I pay more money to distract myself from the things that I pay money from. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. That is fair. Speaking of Dave paying money for things, um, I did see pictures <laughs> of things they've paid money for, in particular computer parts. <laughs> oh, those pictures, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, a while back, I ordered 90% of pieces for a computer and, you know, never got a graphics card. So I mm-hmm. let everything sit in boxes in the closet. And then it was damn, over a year, right? I don't know how long it was. Time <laughs> is an illusion. Um, <laughs> it was a bit. Uh, it was a bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Dan got me the hookup on a graphics card in front of the show. And then Justin, in front of the show. Justin, you might know him. He uh, came over two days ago and directed me how to put it together, and I did with with help. I I made him get over his fear of uh, using too much force. Ah, okay. Is this related to the video card and the graphics card, or is this? No, he's a Jedi now. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. That was a great like, pivot into clean. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I'm always afraid that I'm going to like snap some. It's not like I'm a strong person. It's just I feel that the electronics are fairly delicate. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to touch it the wrong way. I'm going to bend a pin. I'm going to snap something off. Yeah. And that was always the illusion talking to people back in like high school and everything about it was like, mm-hmm. it's once you get down to it, it's effectively square peg, square hole. Yeah. For, for sure. the majority of it. Yeah, um, as long as that lines up, that's very important before you apply force. <laughs> but then the, uh, yeah, so it's like, oh, yeah, you have to do the static discharge thing and uh-huh. you don't touch it in this place. You'll get the oils on it. Like people hear about all these like little nuanced things. They're like, I can't keep track of all this. It's really, it's, you'd have to actively try to mess up, like maybe yeah. dropping the, uh, the CPU upside down onto uh, that the. Would, it was that, fine. That would be terrible. <laughs> Did it have the thermal paste on it yet? No, no. this was... Okay. I had just opened the plastic. Mm-hmm. So it was loose. It was in there. Um, but then I dropped it a foot onto the mm-hmm. table. It but was it landed plastic. on the heat spreader, so the pins were up, Excellent. so there was no problem with yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many pins fine. there, you probably don't need all of them. <laughs> Statistic. Have you watched the Linus Tech Tip video? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I have not, which is why I have this uh, existing paranoia. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah. uh, everything 
did go through fine. Uh, I now need to find either a cable to hook up the other monitor or get a new monitor because <laughs> I don't have whatever that cable is in the back of my machine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it yeah. only DVI? No, he had a single HDMI and then uh, DisplayPort. It's the majority gotcha. of the outputs are DisplayPort. You can, you can get adapters for that, Dave. Yeah. Well, I have a cable here. I'm not sure if it's display or HDMI. I'll have to check. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I was going to try and plug that in. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the fact that I cannot hear my computer while we're recording. Ooh, so good. That's a good sign. <laughs> Definitely a good sign. There was sign. something in there trying to get out, my guys. It was it was bad. <laughs> no, that's fair. And I know like it's been, I guess it's been, uh, like six years since you built your other computer because Mike and I assisted with that one. No, no, no. I want to clarify this. You and Mike built it. I fell uh-huh. asleep. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yes. We assisted each other <laughs> while you were asleep. <laughs> like you guys started, it was like 1030. Uh, we were, well, I should say I was at your guy's place. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh yeah, let's just start putting it together. And I was just kind of on the couch, like helping out a little bit. And then I just kind of was just chilling. And then it was getting to be like midnight and you guys were still going at it. And I just mm-hmm. blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> and so I woke up in the morning and then there was a computer. They're like, hey Dave, here's your login. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> And thus was born Juice Storm. I I did think about the name. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is now called Father Servo. That's okay. Good. That's good. But yeah. I was thinking around possibly doing another Juice Storm. I remember uh, the time that you remoted into work. <laughs> Someone was walking by, and it's like this computer. One of the IT guys was like remoted. What the fuck is controlled Juice Storm? from Juice Storm? <laughs> it's like, hmm. It's very much a hmm situation. <laughs> for for anybody in the audience who doesn't know me personally, I am Jewish, so mm-hmm. it's not it's not a dig. Right. It was just more of a meme. Right. I, I do think... hate Jewish people separately. That's a different thing. <laughs> right. um, so let's not get into that now. Yeah, no, that's a separate thing. But I am glad that you got to finish out the computer. Um, actually, and be a little bit more hands on this time. It sounds like. Yeah, perhaps. You know, perhaps. My hands were actually involved this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's 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 always an experience, I think, to do a new build, and um, I don't know. I think I think at this point, it's pretty well locked in. Most people spend more money when they do a custom build than if they were just buy a pre-built. Yeah, but you, the sense of ownership—you're like, I know what's in there. It's freaking nice. I mean the the OEM components in like pre-builds they always skimp somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Power supply or something yeah. crappy cabling. Um, so I, I think there's, there's still a better value proposition. If you want a desktop computer in this point, mm-hmm. if you just need a computer though, any like laptop class is going to possibly be a better purchase right. than a desktop. Yeah. Or if you want a cheap desktop, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> only only six years old or what have you. It does have a GPU in it. You could probably get markup on that, right? It yeah. definitely works. It definitely <laughs> runs. Yeah. Speaking of GPUs, though, um, I saw an article. And it was that Best Buy restocked GPUs in some select locations. And then I checked the select locations in the state world where we are all located and none of them are any closer than two hours away. <laughs> and I was like, 
Sounds right. <laughs> okay, so they actually did restock and didn't get um, botted out immediately. I, mean, I don't probably. Believe. I think I so they had a, a in store purchase limit one per customer. Oh, so um, it's not even. It's only through the store. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, it was like seventeen thousand units. Okay. To their stores across the country, so it wasn't wasn't a negligible number. Um, kind of a, a pretty big wave. I don't know the status of it now. But um, they were shipped like yesterday or today. But like I said, the closest to us was like two and a half hours away. I'm like, uh, day uh, true. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so maybe someday, maybe someday the run on graphics cards will actually be done. I Perhaps. think it's tied with COVID. So it'll be a bit. Mm-hmm. Or we'll get just your GQ about vaccination people, right? <laughs> Wait, but you want to ca- you want to catch GPU, right? Well, right. I don't want to catch the 1070. Oh my god, that was <laughs> <laughs> terrible symptoms. Yeah, uh, talking about terrible sentences. <laughs> uh, what would be I, I live for these segments. <laughs> uh, Skyrim Anniversary Edition is coming out. That just makes me feel old. Yeah, because they're they're releasing it again on that's eleven eleven twenty one I believe twenty one yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember sitting in the college dorm like the week that Skyrim originally released and basically not moving. Yeah, I mean, ten years, right? That's yeah, it's a long time to have re released the game twenty times. <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't know what they could add at this point. They're adding fishing. Did you They're not watch fishing. the trailer? No, I yeah. didn't watch the trailer. <laughs> I mean, I want to say, like yeah. give them props because it obviously was a standout game. As much mm-hmm. as I'm always going to shit on Bethesda for being a piece of shit, um, mm-hmm. it's really fun to get in like a huge, huge RPG like that. Yeah, it's just like wow, so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but again. That was like when I played it however long ago. A decade um, <laughs> at this point, potentially. <laughs> I don't think I got it on the ground floor, but <laughs> I don't know why they keep re-releasing it all the time. And now they're like, here's another edition. We're like, yeah, people we know. People keep buying it. Yeah. Like that. That's that's what it comes down to is they can and people keep buying it. So it's the long tail. Their games take a long time to release and then fix. Mm-hmm. They, so. they fix it now. Hold on. The, the community does. The community fixes <laughs> yeah. It. yeah. Uh, something on the Switch. You can't you can't mod the uh, the Switch version? Yeah, that would. I would not play it on the Switch. I don't think. That's that's backing yourself into a corner. Um, though you mentioned the mods, and that was one of the things they did add in this one was um, that well the main addition fishing, which apparently they programmed in from scratch. It's the, like the one thing I guess. Wow. They did some <laughs> graphics updates. So this is actually the second time. They've released graphics updates because they had the HD pack for, I think, special edition you could yeah. get it for, which was also like the 64-bit. Well, when the game first version. came out, it also had HD textures on PC that you could download as like a... It was DLC, but it was free DLC and yeah. a whole bunch of mm-hmm. stuff. So like, so it, I think the special edition was bringing the console version up for the PS4 and uh, Xbox One, right? Mm-hmm. Would have been the it's first time they ported it. But yeah, the other thing that they're adding here is like 400 items from Creation Club, which was their paid modding 
thing where um which is fair and i feel like i don't know if we've ever talked about it but like the modding community absolutely props these games up and never sees a dime right like (laughs) i don't know enough details about it but i know that there is i see reddit posts about mod nexus all the time with drama there there are some uh mod creators that have like active patreons and do collabs with other mod creators and build like cross universe mod it it's Mm -hmm. it's crazy how deep that that can go um oh yeah but there's a full community there and yeah but they are community supported i I bought the uh, lifetime on nexus um you can you can pay monthly to like be like hey i'd like to support you know the community and all this not that that goes specifically to mod makers but the site itself or you can like 100 bucks i think buy a premium account forever and i bought that years back um Again, doesn't help the modders. But <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, for a specific modder, um, obviously from ingesting a lot of Souls content, I watched, mm-hmm. uh, this was Inferno Plus. Yeah. And he had some like cool vids, and then later on, he started like fucking around with mod stuff. It's been a couple of years, and every mod video he releases is progressively more insane. Um, I think his most recent thing was he essentially mashed uh, halo 2 and dark souls okay <laughs> or original halo and dark souls where he'd make like modified versions of warthogs like oh this will support 32 players in this vehicle um okay i'll link you guys a video sometime it's just it's interesting <laughs> yeah. to watch um but yeah he is somebody who i am on their patreon i believe still mm-hmm. nice i don't see anything out of it like there's no video updates or anything ever but I like what he does, so he can take my money. Do you guys? This is a great follow, like segue. Um, or it was better before I called it out as such. Uh, do you guys have any Patreon or OnlyFans things that you subscribe to, um, just because, even though you're not really getting content out of them? They pre-answered, but you know, if you have more answers, then you can. I'm a terrible freeloader, so my my way of supporting it was to do the uh, was it the curiosity stream nexus thing mm-hmm. where the nexus is a blanket umbrella with a lot of specific YouTubers that I did follow. Um, right. mm-hmm. So that's a subscription service that directly supports those. Right. Um, but because that was a the value proposition for me for that was bigger than individual Patreons. Um, I know Rachel is on the Patreon for a couple of uh, channels she supports, like Drawfee and stuff like that, that she has gotten benefit from. Uh, we get right. high-quality wallpapers of their drawings every month or something. So it sounds like a no for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said you already said yes for one well, of them. Well, I guess technically. But pluses. Yeah, it's hard for me to look for something that I don't know what it is that mm-hmm. I would get nothing from and just be like, here's money. It's more yeah. so like, I like what you do, even if I'm not like, I'd have to know something that the creator did like, mm-hmm. Oh, they make really cool art or really cool videos or good music. Even if they're not like saying, Hey, I'll give you this thing a month. I'm just like, here, let me contribute towards you doing that. Right. 
if you know the people, if you know the personality, it's much easier to do so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always the physical goods thing. It's the reason why like bands do merchandise and stuff like that. It's uh, it being purely a, a patron Mm -hmm. (laughs) donation always just like I'll I'm more likely to do one-off donations than I am to subscribe to a recurring revenue stream, which obviously makes it very hard for them to do that as their full-time job without that. Yeah, that's, that's, I I find myself in both situations. I do have one Patreon uh, foundry, which released, it's like a virtual tabletop thing. Mm -hmm. And I released, it was released. I got a discount for purchasing the product, like for being, from Patreon, and then I just never unsubscribed. So, like, <laughs> I'm not getting anything from that Patreon anyway, um, other than supporting the team. But um, there's that one, and then the other, the other one I do get things from, or I get cyberpunk maps from one creator on Patreon. Gotcha. And then the rest of them I buy as one-offs through like yeah. drive-through RPG or something like that. Because um, I find myself in the same situation. It's like I kind of just want to. Uh, on demand sort of purchase the content that I want to use. Um, And I tend to use that model a little bit more. Yeah. It's weird to say like, Hey, here's my money. Get back to me in a bit with whatever. Mm -hmm. Cause like, like you said, like if I go to a store, I'm buying a thing or from going online and buying a game or purchasing a movie, right? It's, I know what I want. I'm going to spend money on it. And the transaction is now done. Mm hmm. I mean, I guess it's kind of like Netflix or something else where it's <laughs> like, hey, we're going to have stuff. You might not know what it is, um, uh-huh. but you'll probably be probably like it. Yeah. I mean, and that's that was the what YouTube used the YouTube Red, which changed right. the premium and all that stuff. They do. Do you want a month free? For short. I know yeah. you know how you can get a month free. <laughs> yeah, they're really pushing it lately. So that there's something in the back end. I'm sure that's motivating that. But the uh, they use the Spotify thing where like 70% of that well Spotify specifically comes out and says 70% of your subscription goes to the people that you listen to for that month Um, whereas was it 10% of the revenue come for Spotify comes from ads so like there isn't even that the ads are there just as a subsidy for the premium mostly than anything else Right. Um, mm-hmm. YouTube's obviously, I don't know YouTube's radi- ratio for that, but I know they get some amount of money for the creator of a premium thing, but it's nowhere. It, the, it's skewed yeah. the opposite way on YouTube from what I've heard. You don't really want to rely on a platform where you are secondhand making yeah. money from advertising versus something, one of these content creator direct platforms where another company is going to take their cut but um you know a fair amount of the money's ending up in um, the creator's hands Um, which which platform are we talking about there jake um twitch or itch (laughs) 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 io one of the itches (laughs) miss snitch is that one of them i think snitch (laughs) <laughs> that's the the harry potter one ah uh, okay gotcha gotcha do you guys remember when steam uh sold videos oh like I've, documentaries and stuff and i've documentaries they sold movies at one point yeah. so like you could actually release something on steam mm-hmm. as a video content interesting 
It was weird. I can yeah. re-upload some videos there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I guess the other thing is that OnlyFans backed out on their uh, decision to ban pornography on their platform. The turnaround time makes it a little suspect. Mm-hmm. What do you mean suspect? Uh, some of the discussion I've seen online is OnlyFans was kind of expecting something to happen. So they kind of, they released a statement saying that they were changing that and essentially controlling the discussion of it. So they put the blurb in there about the banks being the problem, which Uh, was going to be a future problem, but none of the banks had actually come to them about it yet. But since a lot of, players in that space have had problems in the past with that similar content they were getting out ahead of it to try and get extra funding. So basically the same thing that (laughs) they said, but potentially with a little bit more uh, time travel involved. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if that, if they were trying to play 5d chess, then they had like half of a set for a 2d board because like, they had they lost so many people so quickly yeah. from what I heard. Like the signups on comp- competing sites just <laughs> exploded. Yeah. Right? Like if that's your if that's how you're making your money, if that's your financial stability, you're not gonna wait, right? You're not like so you gotta you gotta get in there. My my anecdote for this is at my previous job, uh, they basically uh-huh. said like, hey, uh, your whole team's being offshored. AKA everybody who's here at this physical location will not have a job by this date. Mm-hmm. Guess who stayed around? Fucking nobody. We all looked for jobs immediately. <laughs> yeah. Right. Even if they said and, like tomorrow, like, Oh, Hey, um, uh, that thing got reversed. That's not going to happen. Do you think I now trust you? No, no, no. <laughs> exactly. You played with my financial stability. So we don't, we don't take those chances. And you did mention like that was your previous job and, you know, you, you swapped over due to some of that instability. So how do you feel about this only fan situation as someone who's intimately involved? Um, well, it's just, it's nice to not have to go like searching for another site to host mm-hmm. on. And like, we already kind of have a relationship. Like I have not really an agent per se, but kind of like a go-to person, just right. Um, how much nips is too much nips, right. which currently is uh, there's no limit. I've always wondered, um, are followers on OnlyFans, are they just directly called simps? Like, is it just like you have, you gained 10 simps this month? Maybe I, <laughs> I was just going to take whatever you just said is, is uh, the hard truth. I don't know. I, I don't feel like a simp, but I mean, I like attractive women who make sexual content that I get enjoyment from. Uh-huh. And I'm going to support the people who do. I think there's like, a difference. Yeah. yeah, I'm not out there trying to like send DMs like, hey, be my wife. It's just like, mm-hmm. thanks for doing what you do. Cool. My lady. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't put in italics tips fedora, then you're no true simp. That's the real problem. So. Oof. I actually, I send them a fedora picture. Uh, excellent. Funny thing about the fedora is where it's located. Um, oh. I'm just doing this all for watching your Justin's head, expression. <laughs> right? Where is this going? Nobody knows. Um, I have speaking, nothing to add. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of uh, flagrant nudity, uh, Epic Game Store has a free title. Uh, Saints Row 3 remastered through next week. So a few days um, from when this episode goes live. 
Uh, I love Saints Row as a series. I haven't played the remaster, but I assume it's like the game. I enjoyed three and then bounced off four. You didn't. You didn't finish four. Didn't complete it. I did not finish four because it. I hadn't. I didn't. I played Saints Row three relatively late in its cycle, so I think they had already announced four when I played three. Mm-hmm. So like that, the time gap was too similar or too close for me. And then yeah, four kind of just felt like an elaborate expansion to three. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, there. This is part of their promotional for the series reboot, which will be an Epic Game Store exclusive for at least a year. Presumably, we don't know exactly how long. Um, but also on console, right? Like, yes, for PC, it's a yeah, Epic Game Store exclusive. But um, I don't know. Epic just throws money away. <laughs> yeah, this is still like the the thing of I still don't like the Epic Store because it's weird and new and different. Um. Mm-hmm. And also just fuck them because why not? But at the same <laughs> right. time, I mean, like, there's probably reasons. <laughs> I will I will check the free games, uh, and I have gotten a decent number of things out of it. But to be fair, a lot of things I'm already interested in are in my Steam library. Yes. So yeah. if you're somebody who you're like, I want to check out some games, but I don't want to like spend money and do all this bullshit. Okay, oh, yeah. grab some free stuff. It's out there. There's never a better time, been a better time to be a poor gamer than now. As long as you can get a graphics card, I guess. Yeah. But as if you get that, if you get that, like... If you just um, had a computer last year. I mean, even, like, the... Uh, growing up when you had, like, the family laptop or something, um, mm-hmm. I think there's even... There's enough indie games out there now that don't necessarily push graphic fidelity that it's still something completely reasonable that you can get value out of. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Some of the best games that I've ever played don't have great graphics. Mm-hmm. Or, or demanding I just graphics. play them with bad graphics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Like, sometimes Epic releases... They're not even the only platform that gives away free games, right? Like, there's other ones out there. They're just the most straightforward one. Yeah, because like you humble. just have it. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like, it's a section there. Steam mm-hmm. technically does have free games. Um, right. Mm-hmm. but they're not it's not regular it's not they're not steam or valve isn't throwing money at people to get on their platform exactly right. yeah. and that's the thing like if i was if i was a new pc gamer there's a good chance especially with stuff like fortnite like if i was growing mm-hmm. up if i was 10 years younger if we were in high, college now i would right. probably be on the epic bandwagon regardless because of the games that our friends would be playing and all that stuff and but because i've essentially already invested so much into steam that Mm -hmm. that's my one-stop shop and i haven't been burned by steam so there's and that's exactly what epic's trying to do is get people off of steam a little bit but Mm -hmm. their value proposition isn't there for me in regards to that how have you not been burned by steam have you never made a pita (laughs) (laughs) the audacity of this guy taking it back to reality for a moment yeah i've never really had any major gripes with them Mm. the fact that i can refund has been pretty nice yeah um they their policy's only gotten better right yeah unfortunately i missed the window of refund opportunity for mighty number nine uh that will always (laughs) haunt me yeah the uh the sales aren't the same sales that we got hyped up on back when 
we were younger, right? Eighty percent on like major games, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think from everything I've heard from the development community, the way that this is structured is a lot better for them. It's more consistent, and people don't. There's no. There's less FOMO in regards to buying a game that you just see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of no FOMO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> On fire. <laughs> Some of these comments. Um, yeah, I don't know. We've talked about Epic before. It's it's a mess. Um, speaking of a mess of Epic, uh, this is actually news, I guess. So, <laughs> I mean, the rest of this is news too, but this is the most newsy news on the list. Uh, so surprising I'm getting there. But a Google exec apparently suggested that there was a possibility of making a deal with Tencent to acquire shares of Epic uh, to try to wrest control of the company because of some of the lawsuits Epic was throwing around against Apple, against Google, Play Store, you know, all of this, um, because Epic wouldn't be willing to be bought out. And, man, I was talking about how it's the brightest timeline earlier. Maybe not. You're just like, here's a mega corporation who's just going to outright buy this other massively successful invested company. It's a settlement with fewer steps. Yeah, exactly. Right. Hey, what if I absorbed you? (laughs) Uh huh. (laughs) Uh, Then make three different spinoffs and cancel all of them if it was Google? Yeah. Yeah. Google's just step on phase one of Spore. Uh, all of their opponents are like i'm just gonna keep growing until i can eat you (laughs) but to be fair phase one is probably the best phase yeah fair (laughs) osmosis is also a much more chill game i recommend it same concept really good Good osmosis jones or (laughs) i I assume the movie tying game yeah right (laughs) um but yeah it's it's crazy. These companies have that much power and money and the idea of like company X making a deal with Tencent to like take over another company just it feels very dangerous to read that as a headline, you know. <laughs> so what uh, was that game we all played as kids? Uh Monopoly? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Which you can guarantee would be Epic's um counter to any attempt like this. Um but who knows this other thing I thought was really weird. Uh, and since we have Justin on the, uh, patron saint of Frostpunk, um, there was a Hong Kong digital key distribution platform. Like you could buy game keys and things like great, that. Key, uh, great market type thing. Yeah. Great market. Um, and <laughs> two weeks after Frostpunk two was announced, um, they put up pre-orders for, uh, keys okay on their site now on its own you're like eh, it's a little whatever but here's the reason it was bad the game doesn't have a release date okay that's kind of a problem um doesn't have an age rating so you can't be like okay this is an m-rated game <laughs> e-rated game who knows any they i think they guessed i think that's what they did for the <laughs> um and it doesn't have a price <laughs> so how do you pre-order a game with money that has not yet been priced. Uh, they're short selling a game, right? Like that's <laughs> that's basically it. Would you like to buy the idea of a game? Sure. Yeah. That's just Kickstarter. <laughs> well, that's true. A Kickstarter gets um, no money. But mm-hmm. speaking of Kickstarter, Psychonauts two came out. 
after oh. five years, six years. That, that is That's true. Crazy. All right. I'm going to finish mine. <laughs> Anyways, the listing got taken down. Psychonauts too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I know you guys have both played it a little bit. What are your, your early spoiler list impressions? Aesthetically, it's what I wanted. Um, and gameplay wise, it feels modernized. Like I'm actually surprised. Like they're doing things like uh, Sony's uh, constant, like A B uh, shots. I can't cinematic descriptors like, with voice shot reverse shot. Yeah. So like it feels there. It's not just looking blank at a face like a lot of the original games were. And then there was obviously a lot of in-game dynamics but there's a story here and they're presenting the story very cinematically without it getting in the way from what i've experienced and all of the jumping and everything is what i expected so it's a good game plus it seems like they improved over the original concepts right i mean i would agree with that it's (laughs) uh when i first launched it and go went through the tutorial like the the updated art style and everything, it just it pops in a really nice way. It's just it's one of those gorgeous immersive things that because of my nostalgia with the original game, I want to uh, I want to experience everything um, mm-hmm. at once. So as I'm going through, I'm like looking at very like each little corner for something. Right. But even just seeing like an NPC who's just standing around, I'm like, <laughs> nice. So like really awkwardly proportioned and designed like a Picasso, but it mm. fits. It all fits. I've definitely already fallen into my collectathon trap though, where like I'm scouring a little too much besides right. just moving on. It's like um, the dousing rod for one, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm gonna get those Indian arrowheads. Even at the very beginning of the game, I was like, Oh, let me talk to these NPCs. They're like, You should really go this way. And I'm like, I get it, I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I need to I need to keep myself on track a little bit and know that the the biggest problem is I don't know when things will be able to go back to and there's there's right. already been a couple of Metroidvania quote unquote uh, something's locked behind some other thing you don't have access to yeah yet. exactly I'm, yeah I'm, I'm mentally have... clocking them but like in the next day it's going to be gone for wherever yeah. that was. I'm terrified of lockout, like mandatory lockout in a game where it's just like, oh, I don't think it's going to have past the threshold. (laughs) I'm sure it'll be like, oh, you can go back and replay levels like in Psychonauts 1. Yep, exactly. Mm. Yeah, but that's good. If you like Psychonauts 1, it's a it's a fucking dream. And if you if you liked any of the recent like platformer revival games, even I mean, including like Mario Odyssey and that it's that ratchet and clank like those those types of games it's like knots 2 is that category and from my like two or three hours in it i say it's good right now nice hard sell all stocks cash in <laughs> cash out good cash app cash cash shop <laughs> now being added to psychonauts <laughs> 2 <laughs> johnny cash yeah. Oh, if you want dystopian uh, related to Cash Shop, 
apparently they are re-releasing <laughs> Monster Rancher 1 and 2, which is an old PS1 uh, yeah. game, on the Switch, where additional save slots are microtransactions. Well, they're literally pulling the Konami. Yes. I mean, it's yeah. Toei Tecmo? Toei That's, Tecmo, I believe, right. is the publisher. Um yeah, which is really weird. They also one of the big like interesting things of the original game was that if you put an audio CD in, that's how you spawned new monsters. Since it's being ported to the Switch, they're just giving you a giant track list to pick from and that spawns a monster. Huh. That sounds less Yeah. less fun. Like I remember e-reader days. Uh-huh. Where I didn't have an e-reader. But holy shit, I was like, would it scan this? What about <laughs> this? And it would just be like a, a poker card or something. But I I, I like have no idea what the game let's say. No, you're, you're good. I have no idea what the game actually was like, but I remember there being like it was like a checks mix type game or something like that, where you just got a CD with a serial. But it was like it was similar to that, but it was like a barcode scanner type game. There must have been a peripheral which would I mean, it was not Chex Mix, but you literally would scan a barcode and it would generate like a dinosaur for you to fight yep. or something. Yep. Rachel, Rachel would know what that was called. We've talked about it recently, which is why I had scanned it, jump, it jumped out to me that Monster Rancher was being revitalized, ported, whatever you want to call it. Um, Here's the picture. I'm going to post it so that the audience knows what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. that thing that they described. Yes. You're welcome, audience. <laughs> I also like very how much it has the... I mean, granted, that is Jurassic Park, but that it's got the whole 90s raptor vibe. But I yeah. think Rachel had either that or a similar thing. She was big in the dinosaurs when she was little, apparently. She would actually enjoy going to the grocery store with her parents just so she could scan all of the UPCs. Yep. But it's a dinosaur fighting game and it's rated E, so you know that it's not actually good. <laughs> so that's the tell. Um, yeah, 2001 educational game. Anyways, I'm going to close that tab. Um, yeah. Anything else? Any Any important information that you would like to convey to the rest of us in uh, this, the last opportunity to shill? I have, I have my plug for our wonderful Final Fantasy Thirteen Let's Play uh, that Izala and I finished uh, the main story for recently. It took half a year of our life um, <laughs> to replay a game from 2009. Yeah, games were long back then. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you have to edit the footage. Yes. <laughs> Was there any editing uh, done here, or was it just like kind of infrequent gameplay? Uh, there's an infrequent gameplay, but I ended up, I think, so each hour I targeted an hour, each each episode I targeted okay. an hour, um, mm-hmm. and since it's a JRPG, there's a lot of long combat that's pretty similar, so every episode required me to speed up combat section so basically uh, yeah. a a new monster or enemy i would do the full fight with them in it so you get the uh the bestiary update and everything like mm-hmm. that and then if we ever refought that enemy i would do a nice. 4x speed up on it 
so you did have you did tailor the experience yeah um that's good and there's some jumping around and like if i had an interesting way that i died on one scene or something i would i would do some picture in pictures and stuff um Mm. but the amount of time it took me since each episode was an hour long it would take me like two hours to do the edit on top of it on top of the recording time so it ended up dragging my gameplay time was about 45 hours which is longer than my original playthrough was on Mm -hmm. top of effectively doubling that time to do the edit so i learned some things i definitely would do a shorter game next time but it was a it was a fun experience uh recording that with izala yeah so was uh were you providing commentary were you playing the game he was providing commentary uh i played the Um, game and then it was dual commentary from us so gotcha cool he he had a lot of he had gone deep into the lore back when it was first coming out um both of us have played the entire trilogy series so having some of that future knowledge of what they were trying to do uh we expressed Mm -hmm. that during and where they're they're relevant you kind of got the developer commentary, but without that, it's just some other guys. Yes. <laughs> some guys providing developer commentary. So a standard let's play on YouTube. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty much. That's good though. That sounds cool. Yeah. I'm glad you guys stuck with it. I know at some point we were talking about like you wanted to do like a side project. Yeah. And then you finally did it. I was like, how'd it go? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> but then half a year later it's it's complete so that's really fucking yeah. cool yeah that's got to feel good to uh put the bow on that wrap it up um uh, what platform <laughs> yeah. what what platform is it hosted on uh so it's on youtube and the channel is my i made a uh an lp channel called dice lp d-a-i-s-u-l-p um it'll be a- in the description for this episode <laughs> yeah yeah, and there's a playlist for it if you just want to put us rambling in the background on. I guess that seems mm-hmm. uh, relevant for this audience, right? Yeah, if you've heard Justin <laughs> on before, you're like, where can I get more Justin without these two bozos? Now's your chance. Heck yeah, uh, Dice LP. I have found it, and I don't know why I did a search for it instead of you just letting us put the link. <laughs> Like you putting the link wow, here. the URL really works. <laughs> it does work. I searched for it on Google, even though we literally <laughs> spelled it out. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll put the put that in the description. You guys should check that out after this. After you finish our backlog of a uh, podcast, you mean check his thing out? I guess. Yeah, thank I'm you. Yeah, we get nothing for this. So <laughs> check his thing out. Well, be like. Just stop listening to us right now. If you just if stuff. you haven't gotten your JRPG fix from the Soapstone podcast, then uh Oh insidious. <laughs> and I it's hope you never though. will. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as though we've basically declared war on JRPGs <laughs> through the comments we've said on this on the podcast. Um no, that's fair. I've actually never seen nor played uh 14 or 13 14th a lie <laughs> uh 13 so might have to give this one a look see might have to might have to uh, but i think that uh that's a great note to end on check his stuff out thank you justin for being our guest once more thanks for on having this me. the open-ended format where we talk about a bunch of nonsense um and chill um always good to have you on 
Thank you, Dave, for also being on the podcast. I was going to say, like, I never get <laughs> thanked each episode. It's like, it's nonsense. Yeah. So, no, it's, uh, I, I do like this format. It's been pretty experimental. I mean, this is our second open ended uh, guest episode. And I think it, uh, I think it works. I think it works. I think it works. I, I like it more from a fluidity standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not very viscous. Um, but, Oh, man, I'm not actually going to use that. Uh, but uh, if you have feedback on this episode, not feedback on viscosity of things, feedback on this episode or the guest episode in general, the format, ideas, mini games we could possibly play for future episodes, a wheel we could spin perhaps, suggest those ideas at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or join the discussion on Facebook, which I assume still exists, at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always... We'll see you in the next one. Is it viscous or vicious? That's just Cowboy Bebop.